of energy-efficient light bulbs. This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. And I, much of my house is covered with the Hue, you know, controllable bulbs, yes. um, which are great. And I played with them a lot when I first got them, and now I just turn them off and on. Yeah, I, I haven't gone that route, and that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Um, because short of um, impressing your friends who work at the Apple store, um, they're not good for a whole lot. Well, I did write a little script that made them um, emulate a, like a candle, and it was it was good. You know, I used a lot of random number generation and made them flicker like a candle. It was very cool, and then I never used it again after I wrote that script. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard you could do like the sunrise type deal. Totally, 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 and I don't. I turn them on and I turn them off. Perfect. Yeah. As they should be. The way <sighs> exactly. So, well, we've got we've got an exciting uh, episode today, don't we? We do. I mean, so here's hoping. Yeah, I mean, I guess you guys will have to tell us. Yeah. Um. So a little background. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got bored, uh, like I do, and I was like, "Well, f- screw it. I'll put a pile of money, a picture of a pile of money on our um on our page, and whoever guesses the closest amount will get a free coaching session, which is something uh." Dan and I have thought about uh, offering and hadn't done before, so we figured that the best way to figure out if we should or shouldn't is to give one away for free, because if we charge people money for it and it stinks, uh, they might be mad. So, (laughs) this is uh, our first go at at doing the uh, the cover band coaching, and we figured that we'd share it with all of our listeners. Yep. so that, uh, you know, if we crash and burn, you have the privilege of watching or hearing it in real time. I always do like, you know, trying stuff out in public. It's, uh, it's um, exciting. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we may cut this down some. We may. We, uh, who knows quite how this is going to go. We, um, um, we set this up so that we could just lay the whole thing out as an episode. But, uh, I, you know, we reserve the right to edit or who knows what as we go along yep. here. So. All right, so, so without further ado. Yeah, who we have as our special guest is Seth Hadalid. Did I say that right, Seth? That is perfect. All right, good. Seth Hadalid. So welcome. So congratulations on guessing the right amount of money or close to it. Closest, uh, closest awesome. wins. Yep. Yeah. Um, why don't you start us out by telling us about you, your music history, other background, your day gig, you know, just whatever we ought to know about you personally. All right. Um, I am the, uh, the bass player and uh, sound guy and band leader of a band called Party Cannon. It's a five-piece party rock band in Bloomington, Illinois. Been around for far too long, not doing as well as we'd like it to. So I thought that we would be the uh, terrible warning of what not to do as a band. And you could help us out with that. Awesome. Uh, I actually thought that I had won this because I was the guy that had the um, the very interesting cameo video. And yeah. so I thought it was from that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, not, not directly related, no. But No. So it's just two weeks in a row. I was excited about yep. that. Um <laughs> So um, yeah, the big thing is we're uh, trying to get the band off the ground again after some personnel changes and figured that we could use some help with that. And you guys would be a great source for that. That's great. That's great. And is, are you a full-time musician? Are you, what do you do in your oh, uh, music life? During the daytime, I'm a clinical psychologist. Oh, right on. And, oh, wow. And at, at night, I do the band thing and uh, raise chickens. Raise chickens. I kind of thought you were joking about chickens when you mentioned them by uh, text message earlier, but uh, I was not. I'm I'm married to a veterinarian, so we get all kinds of animals that just show up. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And are you Clinical in clinical psychologist are, slash veterinarian combo? That's that's good. Yeah. Right. So we look at each other and say Doctor Hadalid, and she says Doctor Hadalid, and then we just laugh and laugh. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And are you in private practice, or how do you how do you practice? Uh, it's it's a group practice. I work mainly in in a pain clinic. Uh huh. 
which sounds interesting, but it's not. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, good. And, and how long have you been a musician? How, where, where did you get started? Uh, I got started. I was I was 14 years old. Uh, in the typical fashion, some uh, guys got together and said we should um, uh, impress some chicks and yep. uh, we should start a band and um, we should learn how to play something. So uh, I picked the bass. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. You get a lot of chicks that way. Uh, no, actually, you get like the one guy in the back of the room staring at your gear. Right. Um, right. But uh, it worked out pretty well. That's good. You'll get all the gigs, though. That's true. I do. Actually, the best part about being in a cover band is I play six and eight string basses just because they're ridiculous. And yeah. people, are, people are like, why? You're just playing, you know, Katy Perry <laughs> because I can. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if four is good, then eight is better. Eight is better. Yeah, twice is good, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Not for your back. Right? Well. That's fair. There's I play that. a Steinberger, so what do I know? Excellent. Right. Probably much smarter. Yeah. All right. So then, um, so Party Cannon, and uh, how long has the band been around? Uh, the band's been around about uh, eight years, probably not that long, about seven and a half years uh, in various okay. iterations. And I think it, we started off as a six piece um, and has kind of gone up and down since then. We've had as many as, as I think, seven at one point, and we had four at another point. Uh, so it just depends on using tracks and and uh, other people if they're available, particularly keyboard players and and uh, extra singers. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So um, who I get like as far as your lineup currently, um, I'm assuming you are you are senior member uh, at this point. Uh, is there any other yes. people who have been in it since like day one that are you're kind of you know working it with or? Uh, no, I think I'm I'm the last survivor. <laughs> I like it. And, and, I, I had, and are you, I had to kill them all. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That, that happens. Um, and and like formally band leader or what's your role? Always um, band leader. Or? Um, I put the band together, so effectively it, it kind of was mine. It's it's you know it also helps. It's my practice spot in the PA, so it's kind of default. Yeah. Yeah. Those whoever's got the mics and the access to the volume kind of you know yeah. gets to <laughs> gets say in how how things get done. Yeah, it's true. And and um. I mean, in terms of leadership structure, are you, are you, you know, Adam and I represent very different ends of the spectrum on that. The, the Clinky Lincolns are artistically, at least, very democratic. Um, then on Adam's side, he's pretty much calling the shots and hiring subs. Where, where do you guys fall? We, we tend to fall uh, relatively democratic. There are times when I will, I will kind of step in and say, no, we're going to do it this way because it, it fits our mission statement better. Uh, but most of the time, we, we try to listen to each other and fight it out in the backyard if we have to. Perfect. Perfect. Good. We'll get back to mission statement in a second. That's I'm really very happy you said that. Yeah. Um, good. And so it's a uh, five piece. So you're on bass. You have guitar, keys, drums, and and a vocalist who's not also another kind of instrumentalist. Is that right? Actually, we we have uh, two guitars and oh. uh, a male uh, female singer. Um, the keyboard player is currently just uh, the iPhone ah, and uh, gotcha. uh, drums and then bass. Okay. Got it. Very cool. All right. So, good. Kind of like the the uh, the ground rules here, and you know, level set everything. So, w- you know, big picture, what would you like? What would you like to get out of uh, out of this conversation? Uh, and and what what it, what can we offer to you as a um, you know, as, as just kind of touch points that would would make this feel fruitful and uh, beneficial to you? I think the biggest thing is, is I've been in a lot of bands, but I've never been in a, a band that I wasn't either the leader of or that did well. Um, and so I think that learning from people who've done it well and know where to go with it would be very helpful since I would like to do that. I think the biggest things that we're weak at um, 
is steadily maintaining a social media presence or contact with people. Um, Because we've had several different member changes, mainly through just people having kids and things like that, we have had to start over several times and and kind of rebranding yourself each time when you start over is a giant pain. Um, uh, So I think keeping things consistent and would be helpful. Um, And getting our brand. We've never actually formally made a logo uh, professionally. All the ones that are on there were just half-assed ones that I did. Uh, So I think any help along with those uh, those things as well as making sure that they don't look terrible. Yeah. Cool. And what is, um, so you said, um, succeeding or doing well, what, what would constitute doing well for you? Um, uh, I think doing well for me would be playing out twice a month. Okay. Um, and how much are you doing now? Uh, we, we generally gig between one, uh, once a month, maybe, um, we'd like to do more. Um, so yeah, about once a month. Okay. Right, and so is there any sort of market or venues in the area that you're trying to get into? Or we've pretty much played at, at most of the venues we've that uh, that are here. We've, we've got the one that we want to hit um, in a town that's a little bit bigger, and mm-hmm. we're searching for that one. Um, we play them all. The problem is, is that we tend to play them uh, and do really well. We get a couple of gigs back there. Somebody leaves, and we lose contact with people there. Gotcha. Um, and so that's been rough. Yeah. Uh, but we generally, you know, because I'm missing a statement idea is that we want to play things that uh, we tend to skew a little younger with the music choice. So we do some Katy Perry and Kesha and um, Sia, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to do things that that uh, college girls would like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the mission statement. And then um, play to places that would do that. So we're trying to get more into playing at fraternity parties, sorority parties, uh, and corporate gigs. Uh, gotcha. We're probably a little bit too unprofessional for weddings, although we have done a couple. Okay, gotcha. because we because we were cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I mean, works. It's a good way to get uh, those first ones. Cool. All right. Well, so um, you know how we're going to work here is um, uh, mainly by, um, and I feel um, a little self conscious saying this to a clinical psychologist, but um, <laughs> you know we're going to kind of work in, in the in what the, makes you say that? Yeah, I know, right? In a <laughs> mode of like. Um, <laughs> Asking you questions and eliciting your <laughs> thoughts and then sort of engaging with that. Um, we have some feedback mo- from sort of our pregame of what you sent us that, um, you know, I think you've already touched on some of the things we would have, we would have told you. Um, oh, awesome. But then, you know, part of the nature of coaching, and I'm saying this mostly for the people who are eavesdropping more than the three of us here, is that our job is to listen for what you can't see yourself about yourself, but that's in the way. Right. And so, you know, um, that who knows what might come up out of that. Right. And then we'll have probably some suggestions, some recommendations. We'll probably have some homework, um, for you. And then we'd like to do a follow up with you in a few weeks. We'll figure out what that looks like at the end of the conversation. Yep. That sounds fantastic. Cool beans. All right, good. All right, hit hit us. Hit right. where it hurts. All right. Well, so, so here's the first thing and it's, you know, it's always my first thing and you know, I don't know how far deep in the podcast catalog you listen, but it was like episode four or five, something like that. I, I did my sort of the core of my rant about branding. Yes. Um, so, you know, fundamentally what a brand is, is a promise to the market. It's a promise for the experience you're going to deliver. It's a promise for the, um, what it's going to be like to work with you. So I hear the piece about doing younger music and material that's not covered so much in your marketplace that could be part of it but what else would you say is part of if you just looked at i mean so first of all have you ever articulated something you'd call a brand promise 
Yes. Um, I think in the, the, um, the press kit, the press kit was kind of built specifically for bar owners. Uh-huh. Um, and it says in there that we're, we're easy to work with and you know, we're happy to turn down and, and not be general um, posteriors to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of our, our brand there was that we are, are professional, easy to work with, and that we're not drunken idiots. Right. Um, uh, I think that that was probably a stronger brand than it was to, to people. Um, I think that um, our idea to the what we're trying to do with the website is to try to be fun and silly, but not necessarily offer anything deeper than that, mm-hmm. which we was probably a mistake, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're right that a cover band that's going to be doing bar work um, has two audiences, right? There is the people mm-hmm. who listen to you and then there are the people who are booking you and they really, you, you, it's appropriate to have separate messages for those two audiences. Um, right. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't think people are think are, are are going on to you know bands websites looking for you know real heavy substance. They no. are, they are looking for uh, can you uh, can you play the music that you say you can? Uh, can you keep people entertaining? And will they you know will they stick around and or buy drinks? Yeah. Um, thanks to you. Yeah, I mean, I think so, they look. Yeah, they're looking for how do you look? How do you sound? Probably in that order. Um, yep. And then, you know, how do I contact you if it seems like a fit? I think the look thing is important because we have never sat down and, and had a a, a closed a dress party. I don't know what the word for that is. Um, fitting idea to, to kind of look for a unified look, so we all look like we're garbage on stage. Right. Um, somebody looks like they've got the you know the the T pain hat and and wife beater shirt, and somebody has a nice dress on, and it looks awful. Uh, well, well so I, mean, I guess that, it depends you know, on who's wearing the dress. <laughs> Yes, that yeah, usually for yes. sure that yeah, yeah. I mean, how would you how would you say if you got to design that and you do um, in terms of and and you know not like we would dress like this, but what's the message that your your physical presence on stage would convey? Uh, as the bass player and the psychologist, it's that I'm in the background, um, and meaning that I would like to have an image that is the the band is sort of uniform except for the female singer who looks very different uh-huh. um okay. and that would be kind of the look that i would go for so you know kind of the, the typical black i guess for for everybody else and then her in a, in a blue dress something like that um but uh, they've all said no so mm-hmm. okay well and that's you that's know, listen that's valid too you know the, the clanky lincolns we don't dress up we're jeans and t-shirt um but um we're we're all jeans and t-shirt and we kind of have a category of t-shirt we've fallen into that's either like music branding stuff or nerd branding stuff and um together it all sort of falls together into a um, bunch of your buddies at the bar who play music you know that's sort of the how we present is like not as some elevated special thing that you can't come up and chat with we're very approachable we're very you know and that's part of the brand personality we have is that we're approachable easy to work with easy to talk to fun um and our dress is designed i mean actually is designed we talked about it um to reflect that so that's valid it's not like it's not like um you have to be in costumes um Although, you know, for, you know, Adam would tell you for his brand presentation and brand personality, his, the way his band dresses is very carefully designed for that. Yeah. It's, it's intentional, but it's not, you know, it's still kind of an informal look, but it is at least uniform. Um, right. And, and I, you can kind of look at it a couple of different ways. And we've definitely done shows where, you know, we don't do, 
you know, the quote unquote look. Um, and then there's also other situations where that isn't appropriate and, you know, we've got to try, we got to change into something else. And so you, you should be adaptable, but I think, I think a conversation does need to be had around the idea of, um, you know, as a group, you do want to look like you at least belong together. Um, yep. and that, and, and that doesn't mean that you all have to wear the same thing, right. uh, like Dan kind of touched on, uh, it can be just a, a general vibe, um, that can be uniform, but not necessarily a uniform. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You want it to be a, a, a consequence of decisions you've made about your brand's personality. So and just getting the buy-in, the buy-in from the, the other members is, I guess, your, your primary challenge. Well, then. yeah, but even before that, even before that. So what's the, if your band was a person, okay, what would its personality be? Um, we would, we would attempt it to be a histrionic personality disorder where it's all look at me, look at me. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Good. Okay. So high energy, a lot of show. So, so. Uh, cheap and easy, like uh, like ramen noodles, really. All right. Yeah, yeah. I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then you know the 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 so from cheap and easy that you you um, want to think about how you know what that looks like on stage. And I don't. <laughs> it's not mine to say. I don't even know what you, how you describe it. But um, leather. Leather. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be my first choice. No. It's, it's an unforgiving. Yeah. Uh, it's just unforgiving, especially in the heat. <laughs> Chafing, right? Chafing. And yeah. Vinyl. Make sure you tra- yeah, that's, get some PVC in there. No. Yeah. Even yeah. worse. Yeah. So the point is, you know, the, that's the, the kind of thinking you want to do is to is to think about the, you know, every every player showing up as their own personality is probably not what you're after. Probably what right. you're after is to to think about. You know, um, is it um, we're the coolest people in the room, or is it? Um, uh, I don't know. For like some bands, it's like we're smarter than you. You know, Radiohead. Um, some bands, it's like um, I don't know. It could be anything, right? But it's the I find that a lot of bands don't take the opportunity to design it and do it on purpose. Some things sort of I don't know evolve. And that's okay, but it's it's if you you'll get further faster by thinking it through up front and making some decisions. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and I think you could start off with something like, "Well, what is one thing that we all could wear that would you know that you would you would, as a band member would feel comfortable doing that wouldn't feel like put like a put on or or something like that that was think, fake, right? Exactly. And I think there, I think that could be a good foundation. To pull, you know, to jump off of it could be as simple as everybody wears Chuck Taylors, and nothing else is nothing else is the same. Like that's that's that could give enough leeway. Yep. Um, so we wear we wear Chucks and nothing else. I got it. Yeah, I mean that's that is a look in itself. Yeah. Yep. Sock optional. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Okay, so something to think about there, and then okay. um, you mentioned um, your repertoire is different from people in the market. Um, I don't know about you around here. It's so heavy old man rock yeah classic yep. rock and old 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 stuff um i'm with you we do a lot of much more modern things um do you have are there other bands in your market that are doing have made the same decision as you 
There are not. There's a couple of bands that travel through on kind of a yearly basis that will do things like evacuate the dance floor or, uh, or things like that. Um, but they come through relatively infrequently. Uh, around here, it's the big market is folk music and country. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hellscape. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If and if that's what sells, like, I don't know. Do you do you um, do you get pushback about your about your music choice from venues? Very occasionally we're told that we are too young Uh um, as far as the music choice and that people wouldn't know it. Although we generally find that that's not necessarily the case. Most times we do throw, you know, definitely older stuff in to, to appease them and uh, suck them in by the end of the night. So they're, you know, singing along to cash at the end of the night. Right. 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 Well, and I'll I'll say the, the older rooms I've played to have been surprisingly game about new stuff. Like they may not know it, but they're, they're in once we've kind of won them over with, whatever, some other stuff, their, their game. Yeah. And so it seems to be that way. Once we get in, it's, it's more that they look at the list and go, I, I don't know who these pop starlets are and, right. and I don't want to do that. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, right. if you can get a, if you can get a list long enough, um, that include more familiar things, uh, you can usually get your way around that. And we typically, as a, as a band will pitch like, Hey, we can cater this to your clientele. Yeah. Um, and just being just, you want to kind of show up and be agreeable and adaptable and fluid um, when you're dealing with management and uh, potential clients down the road. So um, versatility isn't a bad thing. Um, it's just a matter of harnessing it to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. It'll help you move up market too. Yeah, for sure. Yep. We have an idea for that, that we're, we're trying out. There's a, a, a venue here that does strictly uh, original rock and then they started doing karaoke on Tuesdays, which seems kind of uh, odd given their focus on original rock. So we suggested that we could do the uh, live band karaoke there mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to give them more of an experience. And that would also force us to learn you know, a new song a week that we normally wouldn't do. So yeah. we're going to try that out and see if we can't get paid to do practices there. Cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's it's having a standing gig builds your, you know, your reputation around town. It, it like you said, it helps you kind of, as, as a band, it will help you gel to get those 10,000 hours in, um, kind of cutting that up. And, and it will give you higher visibility um, to the client base in your city. So I would say if you can make that happen, that would be a, a very, very strategic move. Awesome. I will give that a shot and keep focusing cool. on that. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then the last thing, you know, having having sort of looked at what the brand promise and personality and differentiation is, the, um, we kind of come to the visual and communication part of of the brand um like you say your 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 logo is um uh homemade text art right Um, uh which which one because there's there's several two of which should be burned uh in in a fire (laughs) i'm looking at the spiky one yes uh, that's the good one yeah i mean it's not listen here's the thing it's not terrible it's not terrible i think it's pretty um you could you could turn it into something and i like how you have it as both um colored and black and white it gives you good versatility. Um, you could probably also stack the two words if you ever needed it in more of a yeah. square format. Right. Um, in fact, I might like it better stacked. I think so. I, it just takes up too much horizontal space. Um, okay. You know, you want to kind of think about it like, can you put it on a kick drum? Um, right. And party cannon, one long strip wouldn't look quite as good, but like those two words stacked on top would take up more, I guess, strategic space. Right. We did do a circular one uh, version of that uh, with just PC on it for the drum head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either one of those would be um, 
I, I, yeah, I think stacking it would be a good a good thing to look into for sure. Excellent. I'll give that a shot. So I'm looking back at some of these things you sent. There are historical logos here. Um, the ones that need to burn are um, Pinkie Pie and the Tank Girl, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we had a much more non-party canon PC name for that Tank Girl one. Okay. It, yeah, that's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's well drawn. I don't know. Um, it, it's it's kind of a, a toss up if it's a if it's a he or a she. And, oh, I see. Uh, I don't. I guess I. I don't. I don't know. No, no offense to the artist, but the art. Yeah, offense to the artist. Oh, yeah. fair, fair. Um. So you know, I think I think the um the spiky logo is. I don't think it's the end of the world. I I, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, awesome. I, you know the color. The color works. It does give you kind of like um, an indication, like, hey, this is going to be kind of a, a more high energy kind of um, situation. I think the colors kind of just it's it's a, an easy way to sell something. Um, it also gives you kind of a palette to work from if you are looking at potential branding options and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, right, um, maybe you know the neon component could be something that you guys could implement in your normal you know street clothes kind of look. So that's a fantastic idea. Uh, so the, real my, subtle. Mm-hmm. So like, like black in the colors, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of that logo actually is when, when I made that logo, I made it for the cameo video and the sound effect of the logo crashing down cost as much as the adult film star did. <laughs> uh, that is something. That's uh, um, it, it was, thing, it was a yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So the other thing that I was thinking um, that I really loved was the fact that you guys went ahead and made yourself a signature cocktail. Yeah. Um, as a, a a bar band, that's genius, um, and it's something that anybody who works um, who works b- uh, bar gigs should consider. Yes. So. And the part that's great about that is it, it is actually you. Uh, it's not legal to uh, copyright drink recipes, so you can just find a good one and rename it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And when in doubt, make it blue. Yes. I think, it was, I think the bartender rule is when in doubt, make it red, but same idea. Yeah. Yeah, blue seems right. And I will say, you know, we had a, a signature drink that we designed, and um, it's very tasty and nice. Um, and it was useful as we were starting to get traction and as we were selling ourselves. It was it – because was, what it communicates to the bar is that, they, that you get the business you're in. Yeah. Right? What it says yes. to the bar is like – I'm clear my job is to sell drinks for you. In fact, here's one that, you know, we can partner together to sell a ton of. And we've had nights where we did sell a ton of them. I was looking at the bar and they were like making racks of them all night long. Um, As we have gotten traction, we have um, not had as much uptake on that um, as time has gone by. So we actually don't really market it so much anymore. We still have it if anybody wants it, but... um, it's not a thing. I, I often, at the end of the night, realize, oh man, we forgot to tell the bar to put that on special. And it's like, just it's, it hasn't been as central a part of our thing um, over the last year, maybe. Uh, do you yeah. do you market it at every show? Uh, we try to. It, it's a relatively new thing. Uh, we tend to have the singer, who's a very attractive woman, um, try to push it on on the audience. Sure. Um, and it, it's we're hoping that works. Yeah. Do you order a round of them? We do. Uh, we actually, actually, what we do is we encourage the audience to buy them for us. Yes, that's what you want. Because <laughs> then somebody buys them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stole a, a great joke. Um, all my best jokes are stolen. Um, yes, from another band that was. Um, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you may not know this, but the Clanky Lincolns are an alcohol-free band. 
We will drink any free alcohol that you send up here. It's yeah, a terrible joke, but it, it, it it's also it's also it sets a terrible precedent. Yes, it does. It does. But it works on stage. That's perfect. It works oh, yeah, on stage. Great. And I will tell you, the nights that I've deployed it have gotten sloppy in the third set. Yes, yeah, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, but yeah, you know what what we got from you shows that you know there's there's presence of mind. There are things that you were considering uh, in order to uh, kind of pitch yourselves uh, competitively in your market. Um, I, th- I think there's definitely there's there's plenty to work with. Awesome. Um, so that's yeah that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So I think the main thing is is kind of coming up with something uh, that's a bit more consistent, and um, you know because you know looking through this you know your your press kit you've got I'm counting two two different logos that are kind of disparate. Um, and then just the um, the images are kind of more candid shots. Um, there could be some more intentionality around um, just your general promo material. Yeah, for o- sure. overall, right. I, I would say that the press kit um, it it has good contents. I think it it um, when I look at it, I'm clear it's designed by a non designer. Yes, um, and so you might get some support about that. You know, somebody on Fiverr could clean this up for you. For sure, perfect. Um, in a way that would make it just really. Um, pop yeah i mean it's got it's got the the point of this document right is that it communicates your professionalism sort of bottom line that's what it's doing and right and if it's if it's designed like it you know like you you know cranked it out up you know <laughs> like you're a clinical psychologist and not a designer which mm-hmm. is the fact you know it, it just it kind of dings that experience so i really would would have somebody a real designer take a pass at this okay that's a good idea um, the other thing I'm thinking as I look through this, um, your current song list, is that, and new songs are added on a regular basis. This is not um, comprehensive. There's certainly more. It is not. Yeah. That's uh, a little bit older, I think, that there's, I have to look back at some of that list that I don't have in front of me. 30, 40. I'm looking at like 40, 45, 50 songs on this list. Yeah, yeah we've got about 75 currently. So. All right. Um, on mine, so first of all, I do this, I I my corollary to this document is a, is a two-sided legal one sheet. Um, so I've had to be just the format has forced me to be a little more concise, but it's right. re- this really worked for me to have on mine a, what I call a sample set list. And it's only a dozen mm. songs, but it's designed so that it shows um, sort of our material differentiates us by being very diverse. So we're doing everything right. from, you know, Mustang Sally and um, Rock Around the Clock to, you know, that's some of the same radio hits that you're doing. And mm-hmm. so I mix those all up with a bunch of different, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince and Bowie and, you know, stuff that people totally love. And it's just a taste. And at the bottom it says, you know, and several hundred more. Because um, we're up to, I think our book is 350, maybe 400 now. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. And, you know, we, it's, <laughs> that we probably have far fewer than that that are actually current. But, um, but I will tell you, I slammed, um, Message in a bottle into the set list to surprise the guys with yesterday, and we pulled it off pretty credibly. It was not bad. Excellent. Um, haven't touched that one in like a year and a half. Anyway, so the point is, um, this whole page, the song list page, could get slimmed down quite a lot, um, and I think it'd be stronger if it was smaller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what I'm seeing, a couple of things kind of jump out at me. The formatting's a little off. You know, some stuff's cap- capitalized, some stuff isn't. Yeah. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any sort of uh, through line uh, through the material, and... Um, I think adding artists' sure. names yes. Yes. would be helpful um, hmm. because, right. you know, you've got 
bitch and crazy bitch <laughs> right back to back who sings what you know <laughs> right just just a couple of things like that um and and i think i think what uh what dan said about kind of like a sample set list would be a good um kind of a good exercise um and be like well yeah if i had to if i did sum this entire you know experience up in 12 songs you know how would i do that and you know we were we were talking about like do you guys like what would you say is are are like your signature tunes like the ones that you really think you bring something really special to um, that sell you guys the best um, would probably be um, oh God, that's tough. Um, I don't even know what I would what I would choose for that one. I, I kind of just play them and forget that they exist. Um, <laughs> That's that is that that would be something very very um, fruitful to dwell on. Yeah, right. I think it would probably have to be um, either Bad Romance, um, the the Hailstorm version, um, would be um, Dark Horse by Katy Perry, since nobody does that anywhere, mm-hmm. um, and. I think we do a very good job with um, separate ways by journey. Oh, cool. Good. So of those three that you just share with me, how many of those are in your promo video? Uh, probably none of them. Okay. Yes. Cool. The, the promo video, unfortunately was a dude uh, who was, who showed up with an iPhone and, and filmed part of the first set. So it's all first set songs, which is awful, uh. but this is the one at uh, Tailgaters, Leroy, Illinois. Uh, th- oh um, no, that was the that was actually the the drummer's wife who did that one. That was a little oh, bit better. Yeah. The other one was at um, uh, different singer in the the leopard dress, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just pulling up your Facebook page here. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Oh, um, while we're on Facebook page, um, that is your only online presence is Facebook right now. It is. We ha- we had a website for a while, and just at the time, we weren't trying to push for for corporate gigs. We weren't trying to push for uh, anything besides bars, and it was really not very useful. Um, as we start, I think pushing more for corporate stuff. I think that we need to put the the website back up there. I would. Yeah, I would. And you know, it doesn't have to be um, a lot. If you take a look at um, you know, my Dan Ray music one, danray.net. Um, right. It's, it's a one pager. It's on Banzoogle. Um, some of our podcasting music peers get a little kickback from Banzoogle when they mention them. We do not, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but I found Banzoogle to be very easy to work with. So it's a it's yeah. a very low impact way to just set up something that looks pretty good and does what it needs to do. And um, the, the fact of having that presence is the most important thing. And almost, you know, I, I've, I set it up so I do not have to keep updating it and you know, <laughs> keep anything current on it. Um, right. Cause I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, I mean, have it set up and, you know, refer to, you know, other, other places for schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would definitely set that up. Okay. Yeah. And, and like you said, a one page is more than enough. Um, you know, Banzoogle is a good option. Uh, Wix, Squarespace. There's so many, there's so many avenues you could take. You know, and none of them require you to know a lick of code yeah. or really anything of, you know, terrible necessity. Yeah, it's all drag and drop uh, these days. It's yeah. excellent. Which is, yeah, which is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Anything else about this um, 
WordPress kit. Um, you know, um, uh, so just for people who haven't, who aren't looking at it and haven't studied it for a week <laughs> now, um, it, it's uh, six pages. It's got a cover sheet and then two pages of sort of marketing content, copy, content Garbage. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not badly written. It's fine. I think it's fine. Um, I like Party Canada's proof that there's life in Illinois, in Illinois after dark. <laughs> I am glad that my 20 years of school allowed me to write that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, and then a page that's current song list and then two pages that are contract contract essentially. And, and um, I'm not sure how I feel about having the contract be in this same document. Um, we have actually never once used the contract. Yeah. Um, it's, it's there. I usually print it out and don't use it. Uh, cause most bartenders will just kind of, uh, shuffle it back to you. Right. Right. I think, um, and then I think, um, I mean, obviously it's important to make sure you're in sync about the details that are on the schedule page there, the venue and data performance and contact person and load in time and performance schedule and pay and all that stuff. Um, so having a document to capture that on is not so terrible. Um, there were some pieces in the terms that um, bothered me a little bit. Uh, sure, absolutely. In terms of, hang on, let me find it. It's number five. All right, so uh, all the rest of it was fine. There was a cancellation schedule and a um, um, all that kind of stuff. Number five is the... The band agrees to abide by terms of professional conduct, which include not insulting and or fighting with patrons of the venue, as well as not drinking to excess before and during the performance. All right. Yes. I, I, uh, I worry that spelling that out like that makes it sound like you've had that trouble before. Uh, because we did. And actually, that's yeah. why I put that in there. Yeah, um, not, no, I get it. Not so much for the, the venue owners. I put that in there as a warning to the, the people in the band to cut it out. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. I... Um, I think I think that one that one line made me made me uh, it just put my ears up about um, sure just felt um, I don't know it made it made it's like it's like you protest too much it's like you it's like oh, do I need yeah, to worry I about that with you about like, it no I am yeah right exactly exactly yeah right yeah, yeah I would um, I would have that talk with your guys <laughs> right it's like when you see a sign that says you no know, do not wash your horse in the bathroom somebody had to have done that somewhere yeah and now I'm yep. thinking a lot about washing my horse in the bathroom that really, right yeah yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, I think the rest of this is okay. I just, I'm not sure, I'm not sure it serves a great purpose as part of this document. I don't, what do you think about that, Adam? Well, I was going to say that, um, you know, if, you're, if you have made it all the way to the end of the press kit and you're in this particular terms and conditions section, you are kind of... In in these ten stipulations, you're kind of unselling the first five pages. Because oh, that's I don't, interesting. I, I don't think it. I don't think it pitches you guys. I don't. As fun. I don't think this. I don't think this last page tells the story that the first three tell. That's yeah. And 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 it's not even that it doesn't tell the story. I think it actually contradicts and or cancels out the story. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you know the the actual con- contract section. That's just you know the just that kind of one sheet of like the who, what, when, where. You know, leaving that in your press kit, I would say it's kind of negligible whether it's important or not. Um, this last page, though, I don't think in its current form should be seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 
Good. I'm glad and, that we have and, never and, used it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. It's yeah. it's more a matter of uh, from a from a marketing standpoint, it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't play to your strengths. Okay. In that yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And it we is, will, if, we'll if, set it on fire. If people make yeah. it this far, it's what you're Beautiful. leaving them with too. So. Yeah. Yeah. The the primacy and the recency effect. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Must have been some clinical psychology just got laid on us there. Adam. I did. Bam. <laughs> Boom. The the other thing. Um, you know, as far as the content goes, I think you you do a good job, kind of like with the high points about what you are and what you aren't. Um, I think there could probably be uh, that could be a bit more concise. And I think another thing that would be beneficial to add would be um, the venues that you regularly play, because I think that's just yes. another way to. That's um, a good one. Yep. Let people know, hey, we're not some fly by night operation. We've you know we've established this, and and say the things that you have done. So. You know, you said that, you know, we may not be cut out for weddings, but say that you can do weddings because you've done them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, I would start leaning into the things that you want to do. So, you know, right. public we actually played events. a goth wedding. Even, dude. Nice. That, you, should, you should pitch yourself solely as a goth wedding band. There can't Excellent. be that many out there. No. Just but, no, but you should, you should just corner the market completely. Yeah. The, the market we're, of we're one. Gonna, yeah. An abrupt right turn. We are now we are now pouring all of our energy <laughs> right. into the gut. That's right. That's right. Love Plus it. the the pastel has to go now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's back grayscale. One hundred percent. Anyway, um, yeah, I think what you are doing on about five pages, you could probably do, like Dan said, on like a two sided legal or even just a two sided, you know, eight and a half by eleven. Um, because a lot of times less is more. You have right. to think. You have to kind of think of your promo material a lot like you uh, look at you know social media posts and videos and stuff. You've got basically ten to twenty seconds to pitch this. Um, you know, if they even get to the second page of content that they're saying, "Oh, we're easy to, to contact," they wouldn't have known that, right? Because all they would have they 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 may have gotten two paragraphs in. Um, and I think you could probably fill those two paragraphs with, you know, just a b- better language around what you what you guys offer. Yeah, I, I think really what I'd like to do eventually is just to get a, a Polaroid of the band playing and looking cool in a bunch of front of a bunch of people and just put our name on the back of it. Yeah, that, good enough. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, how many how many sentences do we really need about a, you know, I think I think um, I, I agree with Adam. I think some constraints on your document here would be would, would prompt some really good thinking and some good new output excellent uh, yeah yeah and you know part of it is like I, I i would not recommend doing the design yourself i think um i think that part could be handed off well to somebody um but mm-hmm. but if you said you know all right it's going to be a two-pager it's going to be front and back of legal or or front, front and back of letter size even 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 tighter um i like legal because it's a little bit cumbersome. It doesn't fold up to the right size and it kind of hangs out of their book and it, it bugs them. And I like that. Um, which is why I chose that. It wasn't cause I couldn't have gotten down to a letter size sheet. Um, but it sticks out and makes you grab it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it keeps annoying them falling out of their book. And that's, that's, uh, it's part of my brand. I'm annoying. And we can, we can send you, um, some examples of that stuff. So you have some, um, some references. And I think the, some of this, these conversations that we're having right now might spill over into the group and we can, you know, oh, for sure. we can talk more about the materials. Well, listen, I'll post a link to mine in the, in the show notes for this episode. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And um, we can take a look at what that is. Um, we could actually, um, I don't know, 
um, Seth, how you'd feel about me posting um, your current press kit so people could sort of look at it and know what we're referring to. Oh, I'm fine. They can totally shred that if they want to. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of that. You know, no. it's one of the things that I think we've we've done a pretty good job of is making sure that the community, um, you know, when when they can provide, you know, <laughs> supportive constructive feedback. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Will, it's pretty safe. It's pretty yeah. safe. It's just something pretty pretty proud of about it. And I, I'm not I'm not open to uh, the other kinds of feedback. And, right. Anyway. Right. So. Right. Right. All right, so look, let's, um, um, Adam, did you want to talk about their videos before we move into sort of sales approach kind of talk? Yeah, so looking at the videos, the videos kind of, de- they, they definitely do one thing in particular, and that is that they, they show what you guys sound like live. Um, I've been pitching artists to a, a couple of um, potential clients, and some of them love the super slick agency pre-recorded studio shot ones. And I've sent a couple to people. I was like, I don't like that. I, 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 need, I need a microphone, like a camera in the room, what they actually sound like, or I'm not going to book them. Yeah. So right. I think, I think what, you, what you have definitely sells that product, at least from an audio standpoint. Um, the, the things that kind of jumped out um, were, we kind of touched on it before, um, I don't think the material is stacked in the right way. I think right. you could you could come out of the gate a bit stronger, um, and kind of you know looking forward, you would look to find those good recordings of those those signature tunes so that you can you can use them, um, yeah. You know, as as a as a major selling point. Um, another thing that I would say is uh, the clips can be shorter. You don't have to do, you know. I, I definitely I saw an extended guitar solo that you know doesn't have. No to one be. cares. No one cares. Yeah. Um, and you're and talking to two guitarists, what, but the fact is, no one cares. Yeah. Will I you, mean, my my guitar player will listen to this. Will you please tell into the into the mic that he needs to stop that? <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with with uh, with playing you know playing technically. And and one thing that me and Dan actually said right out of the gate is like, oh man, their guitar player can tread. Like yep. he's he's fire. That's a, yeah. That's not a that's not a bad thing. Um, when wielded uh, responsibly, it can be just an absolutely devastating tool totally um in your arsenal so uh you won't be getting a lot of you know finger wagging from us but i i i just don't think it sells what um if you're trying to <laughs> if you're trying to uh get college age girls uh dancing um guitar solos don't do it guitar solos yeah, don't do it, yeah. 30, a 30 second guitar solo in your promo video isn't going yeah. to get you across that finish right line. yeah well and the, you know there are players I, it's it's hard to tell from your clips but there certainly are very technical players who are not very musical so as a general rule, I would warn against that. You know, my co-frontman, Justin, um, was in a previous band with a guy who, um, you know, when the song called for something lyrical and pretty, he would do, you know, taps and arpeggios and, you know, ended up nicknaming that guy Shreddy Kruger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shreddy so, Kruger is a great stage name, by the way. It really is. It really is. Uh, but so the point is, you know, I don't think we know enough from your videos to know whether any of that's going on, but... but um, you want that stuff to serve the song and not serve an ego. Right. You and, can and play the song, not, really, not, the instru- not the guitar. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that's not really, that's not the critique. No, 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 no. Yeah. Can't, just can't, from, a, from a, just a general, the, uh, the general statement. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. That's yeah, really, yeah, there you go. That's really what you're trying to do. So, good. you know, throw a couple of, couple of 15 second hooks, uh, of your biggest tunes. Um, 
try to find uh, footage that shows uh, the people that are patrons of the uh, venue that you were playing enjoying Having themselves. Signs. Yep. Um, and and that's and and then stuff that looks makes it look like you guys are having fun, because you know the vibe on stage that I was getting at least from the videos were you know you guys are kind of all in your own little, your own little corners to a degree. Yep. Uh, Actually, that was the the singer and the uh, guitar player singer's first gig, yeah. and they they very much were in their first steps there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anything that shows, you know, uh, a camaraderie, you know, you, you're you're a fun merchant. That is what you are selling. You are selling fun. So um, if you can show that the music is fun and the band is fun and that it the people are having fun, that's really what you want to focus on. Right. And even if you take the good clips of the stuff that you've already got from an audio standpoint and just lay them over shorter clips of you guys just goofing off on stage or you know people dancing in front of you, like that would be that would that would better. Uh, serve you guys yeah right to get you get you where you want to go yeah excellent i'd say the videos that are um collections of clips uh do not need to be as long as the ones you've built okay yep um and i think i would think a little bit more about um i'm just look you know the one I, the first one i loaded up was the one that you sent in the email which was the um, tailgaters pub right and um which i think is the better one actually but. it's it's you know it's, it's um it's good the first tune that you do in it i can't remember what it is now but um the very first tune starts out with, um, I, uh, I, I think if you listen to that with an objective ear, it would, you might feel like your performance on that first few notes of it are not super strong. Ah. Um, uh, it gets way better as the video goes on. I mean, you're, you know, you, but overall the, the impression that you give is very credible, but coming out of the gate, I, I don't know. I'd move that clip. Maybe I'd put that somewhere else. Um, okay. into the trash. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Um, it just, it, it, as the first things you hear, it was, it was, um, you know, and then I skipped Jarring. ahead, you know, cause, cause nobody sits and listens to the whole dang thing. Right. I skipped right. ahead. Someone's like, Oh yeah, it's, they're, it's, it's fine. They're, they're good. <laughs> but like that coming right into the uh, first couple of notes of that was, was a little tough. Um, but then, yeah, you know, you want to have, um, if you ever have the opportunity to play like a, a good sized stage with house lights and can make something really pretty out of it, definitely mm-hmm. take, take advantage of that for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, look, we're, we just crossed 50 minutes here, so we should get right to, I think our last piece is um, sales approach. Yep. Okay. So what have you done to sell yourself, get gigs, market? Uh, poorly, I think, is that is good. We, um, right. uh, part, of, part of the bad thing about being a psychologist is that I work uh, eight to six uh, every day except the weekends, and so I can't get into the bars myself to, to pitch it yeah. uh, very often. Um, so we, we go in, typically we you know, order a drink and talk to the bartenders and see if we can't get a hold of the owner to see if he can play there. Um, and we've had the best, re- best results doing that. Um, you know, getting a show in, uh, we do, <laughs> this is kind of, kind of s- slimy, but we also call in and say, Hey, you know, we know, we know that you're booked up for the next year, but if you get a cancellation, we'll be there in 20 minutes. Um, that's not slimy. That's not slimy and, at all. Uh, that's, 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 that's um, yeah, it's being competitive in the market. That's sure. I, I so don't think anybody a, would be smart you for doing that. No. Excellent. So we we'll do a couple uh, a couple of those and then um uh pretty much we we've tried using a, a booking agent and that didn't really go so great. Um uh and that's kind of we we've, we've tried the email thing that doesn't do anything for us at all. Yeah. Um and then we get a lot of gig offers from um uh, um not Gig Masters the other one. Um Gig Salad. Gig Salad. 
And it's hilarious because we have uh, 75 offers for gigs this year and zero that actually panned out. Right. If you were to objectively look at those pitches that didn't go through, which is all of them. All of them. um, Yeah. What would you say, like, what what specifically do you think was the reason why they ended up going elsewhere? Uh, probably the, the racism and sexism. Um, uh, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> the, um, I, I think honestly that they scattershot a bunch of stuff and, and it's things for like parties, a lot of private parties. And then you'll sure. say, you know, okay, we'll do it for 600 bucks. And then like, how about beer? And yeah. like, no, uh, I don't want to drink with you guys. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of it's been that a lot of it has been for inappropriate, um, uh, venues for, um, uh, charities so they'll do they want a full band for 25 minutes yeah. uh for free and like i'm, I'm not doing that right. uh so just i don't think they're they're picking and choosing well yeah i mean that's fair um the the gig the gig sites don't i, I don't think they serve anybody's purpose and i i honestly don't think they serve the client's purpose very no, well either i don't think they do either and i think there's a race to the bottom pricing wise i I, I'm, sure. I don't think it's healthy frankly yeah but even pricing aside, you know, there's there's so many factors um, that could, you know, keep you out of certain events and that kind of thing. And we've talked about strategic opportunities and things like that. But yeah, you don't want to you don't want to go that route. Yeah, um, right. Sell yourself short. Yeah. Here's the thing that's really worked for us in terms of selling ourselves to bars is to mm-hmm. show up um, Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Okay. Okay. That's the golden moment because because uh, amazingly most. Most times we have found that the manager is in Saturday at 3 p.m. Um, three o'clock is after the lunch rush, before dinner, you know, if they are a food place. Uh, bars are, there may be some people in, but 3 p.m. is not going to be busy for them. They can talk. Um, and then if you walk in there with the cleaned up, you know, improved version of that EPK. Right. Um, and hand it to them, you know, on some nice glossy paper and have it look nice and professional. I, I literally, I, I booked our first ever gigs for the Clanky Lincolns on the strength of having this piece of paper to show. Right. Um, so, you know, I would do that. And then, you know, it's, um, it is the case that, uh, getting the gig calendar up off the ground is a whole lot harder than keeping it filled. Right. Right. When you say like, oh man, you know, we're already booked all through the summer and kind of into the fall, you know, what does your November look like? That conveys something that, you know, gosh, you open next weekend just, <laughs> you know, doesn't right. Right. Um, so in terms of getting that up and going, you you do want to be um, flexible, but there have been times I've played a little coy about how soon I'd be available. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be, don't be shy about that. That's fine. Okay. Um, I like it. You know, and, and uh, the bottom line of it is it's a numbers game. You know, Justin and I will go out on a Saturday afternoon and hit eight or nine places and walk away with anywhere from zero to six dates on the books and mostly it trends towards zero. Like that one time we got right four, five, six, it was like that amazing. We <laughs> couldn't believe it happened. Um, but it really is a numbers game. You need to know your market. You need to know what places are available. You need to know, um, I, I'm constantly surprised by who's doing music. Uh, you know, restaurants and, and bars and things around here are doing, if nothing else, like, you know, solo acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, I would, I would address your, market opportunity the venues with with sort of new eyes consider you know that maybe you don't know all the places that are booking 
the the one thing that we did that was interesting that actually kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit um, was once we started using tracks and in ears, we discovered that the singer and myself, uh, the bass player, could do an entire concert by ourselves and sound like the full band, which is super cheesy. Right. And we did that. We we called that Party Cannon Express. Huh. And um, great branding. Uh, so then we would try to use that to book the full band. But the problem was we would do it and people would say, Oh, you guys were great. Why don't we just keep paying you? Cause you're cheaper. Right. And so that was a problem. Yes. Yes. In marketing, we call that cannibalism. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, good lesson learned there, you know, as a fallback or for a place that only ever does solo acoustic to bring them a full band experience when they're, you know, they're like a solo and duo kind of spot with a bass player and a singer. Yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Right. Um, but yeah, pitching that to a place that has like a big stage and wants to do big bands probably, you know, not what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, having a versatile lineup, you know, can be beneficial to hit certain price points. But yeah, you don't want to you don't want to get in get in a situation where you're cannibalizing your own business. Right. Yep. We absolutely did for a while. So yeah. we had to stop that. Yeah, that's gotcha. good. It's good. I, I bet you could still sell it into, you know, places that do that are used to a solo acoustic. I mean, you could, oh, or you could do it, you know, as like a tree, like you could come up with some sort of trio configuration or quartet configuration for smaller spaces or that kind of thing. Yeah, Something we we thought that. about doing that, but I really it would it would be the drummer that would be left out, and I would feel like a complete tool uh, <laughs> yeah. saying, "Hey, we're we're going to have a gig. Uh, enjoy your TV." Right. right, right, right. I have seen bands do a stripped down version with a drummer on a cajon. Cajon. You familiar with cajon? <laughs> Cajon it, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little slap drum thing that... Um, it's like a box, yeah. It's like a box, yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty it's cool. Spanish for box. Is I don't it? think that's true. I don't think... That, is, is it? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I may have just offended an entire... <laughs> language Mostly Cajon players. No bueno. No, yeah. No, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, well, um, that's. I think that's... Um, if we were to sort of recap the, the... You know, in terms of the homework assignment we'd leave you with... Um, it would be to to deal with that um, press kit and okay. get it something slimmer and tidier and better designed. Um, and we give you a bunch of ways to do that. And then, um, you know, see if you can take that thing out on a Saturday afternoon and see what kind of trouble you can get into. Okay. And then as far as, you know, the personnel thing goes, I'm, I'm sure that you will, you will be playing this uh, for your bandmates and um, they can... Uh, they can email all gripes to Dan Ray. Yes. At, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, if they if they have any specific feedback they want to send us, I'd be more than happy to uh, to defend our our viewpoints. Oh no, I, I think it's great. Uh, I think they'll like it, and I can use it as a cudgel to to get them to uh, fall in line. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, think about the think about the things that you guys can do to unify, you know, your overall look. Um, oh yeah, that, that's the other piece of homework is to have that conversation. Yeah. I think I think those those were those are two actionable things that you could get done within the next four to six weeks, and then we can double back and see if it's made a difference. Excellent. So we'll go to the mall and try on clothes. It'll be awesome. Perfect. But you have to do it in like a montage. Style. Exactly. No, and it's got to be eighties. It's got to be eighties yep. montage. It's got right. to be like straight My out. suggestion yeah. would be "Love Is All Right" by Rick Springfield playing in the background. That's just my preference. Um, I, I would do "Pretty Woman" only for the men, right? Or girls sure. just want to have fun. Mm, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Also good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, shoot it with your iPhone and uh, put it up on your social it, media. It, it really, oh, see, excellent. Always thinking. That's why I love Adam. Yeah, I'm a social media monster, um, for better or worse. Yeah. But yeah, I think 
you know, what we saw is, is you know, is the, it's, it's easy to kind of sit here and, and do the self-deprecating thing. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you do have a brand that has lasted, you know, you've, you've got almost a decade under your belt um, and you have learned things and you are, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, establishing your market. Um, right. You know, the next, the, all you really need to do is kind of focus your efforts on a couple of things and see if that gets you um, over the next hump. Um, you know, if, if you were to objectively think about, you know, your market, is who would you say is, you know, top of the class? You know, who's, who's getting the best draw? Who's making, I, you know, if we're being, you know, vulgar, who's making the most money? Like, who is that band? That would be a band called the Wedding Band. Okay, does what it says on what the do, tin. What do right? they do? <laughs> um, mainly a, a lot of eighties, a lot of. Um, I don't go see them very often, so stuff music probably. No, that was the joke. Is that yeah. they were called the Wedding Band? I was like, oh, what are they? Uh, do? Corporate events. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, I missed it. Shoo. Funerals. Yeah. No, <laughs> Funerals. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. But I, there's probably some stuff that if you were just looking for like a visual reference or things you wanted to kind of, like you were saying, as a cudgel for your, you know, your bandmates, like here's, here's some, here are some bands in our market that are working more or doing kind of what we're, we want to do. What can we take from them and what can we kind of, you know, adopt into our adaptation of, of, you know, what it is that we are selling. Yeah. Right. Steal the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Take good ideas from other people and, you know, you'll end up coming, you know, cause nobody's done your collection of good ideas that you've stolen. They've done their right. own stolen ideas and their right. combination. And they so. made them their own and you'll make them yours. And exactly. Yeah. It's all valid. You know, I think as the sort of last word on it, cause we are, we did just cross an hour here. Yeah. Um, totally. The, um, the thing that I would, and as a clinical psychologist, you know, like, Sorry, that's our time. Um, the <laughs> until next week. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the I think um, overall, I would say that your fundamentals are really sound. You know, the band sounds good. The and you know that's without that we can't do much. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, as Adam says, you've been around in the market for quite a while. You've got you know whatever name recognition you've got, but it's not nothing. And um, I think you're in a good position, you know, to tighten some stuff up and take yourself to the next level. Okay, awesome. Seems really good. Also, thank, thank you so much. Drawer in Spanish, you guys. Cajon is drawer? Drawer. Or crate. Hmm. Either way. Interesting. Interesting. That's what we should end the episode on. Crate. Sounds crate Cajon to me. Cajon means drawer, you guys. All right. All right, everybody. Cajon means drawer. Hey, All right, thanks, guys. Seth, <laughs> thank you so much for, um, for taking the time out of your day to uh, talk to two strangers on the internet about uh, how to play music for strangers better. Excellent. We appreciate you. Yeah. And we appreciate all of you who are listening to this fun little exercise in uh, band coaching. If this is something that you are interested in doing or if uh, it's something that you would like us to continue to do uh, to post online, let us know. Email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook group. Or you could be like Seth and support us on Patreon. That's right. Anywho. Just wanted to throw all of my channels out Woo. there and yeah. get all the touch points in. Um, thank you guys again for your continued support. Um, this has been uh, this has been a fun conversation. Yeah, I like it. I think this could be this could be fun. Yeah. Anywho, we can talk about other stuff some other time uh, and play catch up. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a shorty uh, later on in the Microsoft week. But anyhow, we'll go ahead and call it for now. Yeah. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Anna Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. 
You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 58. Have a good week.